This is Boomer Nation. Here's your host, Terry Benincasa. Now that we've heard what we Americans think about love and marriage, let's turn it over to one of King George's folks. After all, they've been at it a bit longer than we have. Right, Terry? Indubitably, Joe. Londoner Emma Ziff is a specialist in all aspects of sexuality and intimacy with a style that combines the knowledge of Dr. Ruth with the humor of Joan Rivers. Her passion for greater communication and sexual knowledge for couples has been well received on both radio and television in London, and she is currently in the process of completing a book on why both men and women cheat and what can be done about it, as well as collaborating on a number of sitcoms and documentaries around intimacy and dating. Emma, welcome to this side of the pond. <laughs> uh, howdy, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> howdy, partner. <laughs> All right. Was that, that, that was your American accent. That was really pathetic. Oh, no, it wasn't. I was thinking a British accent. I was, I'm being very British tonight. Oh. I'm, I'm putting it on very thickly for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Pip, pip, cheerio. And, and by the way, when we were prepping, you told me that you guys don't say pip, pip, cheerio. No, we really, really don't. No, we we. It's a lot of American euphemisms now. It's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, you know. So yeah. Oh, all right. I kind of like pip pip cheerio. Oh well. Oh well. So much oh, for that. Sorry. Well, we, we use it in Philly if that helps you at all. Okay. <laughs> but we all walk around in bowler hats, though. Oh, so there you go. oh, the women too. Mm, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right, sure. All right. All right, Emma. Let's start yes. out with some general uh, fundamentals of keeping romance in the relationship year round. Uh, I, yeah, sure. uh, you know, uh, the, the idea of Valentine's Day is fine, but when if you use it as as a culmination of a year long romance, yeah. but when you use it as okay, these are the four days we're going to be romantic: Valentine's Day, Christmas, mm. your birthday, and I don't know one other just for good measure. That's not the best way to keep up a relationship, right? Sure, sure. But I have to tell you, I think the baby boomers have got it better, though, than the youngsters. I think the baby boomers do make much more of an effort with uh, doing things for their partner throughout the year than rather on that one day. And, uh, yeah, I have a real issue around Valentine's Day because I do really think it's for the lazy who really don't think about it, you know, all the other things. And um, I know one of the things we discussed was about the point system. So, you know, uh, women see uh, every activity that a man does as one point. So if a man goes out and organizes this, you know, huge weekend away and, you know, the limo and the beautiful hotel and, you know, that's extravagant meal. Okay, they I want to really... meet him. I want to meet him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. Yeah, okay. I don't know if he's single, but <laughs> right. if, if, if he is, if he has a, you know, a, a brother or a son, do let me know, right. please. Okay. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. So... And so these guys, you know, they, they, they go full out, which is great. And women really appreciate it. But the thing that guys don't get is it's really considered like one point for all of that. And if you guys actually do something smaller, like doing the washing up or putting the laundry on or perhaps even cooking or something that maybe the women normally do around the house, that's considered one point as well. So these women are well, thinking, that's not you know, fair. I know, but the women are thinking, look, I'd rather him kind of do all the little, some small things from time to time that shows that they appreciate me. 
So that's definitely something that's to note, fellas. Right, throughout the year. I'm not going to say anything, but I just want to listen to you talk. I love that. God bless you. But I was listening to what, um, you know, your previous guest was talking about, that we fit is great fun, you know, and definitely to bring more fun into a relationship. Like, you know, silly sort of, maybe more sort of frivolous activities are great. Um, One of the things that you could do, I mean, people, I don't think necessarily put aside the time to be with their partner maybe one day or one evening a week and um, and set aside that time purely for them. And I love the, I mean, it's an old thing to do, but I love it, the whole date night. And one partner would do it one week and another partner would do it the following week. And you don't know what necessarily is going to happen. You tell them what to wear, where to turn up or, you know, where you're going to meet them, what time. Oh, so you and make it kind of a surprise. Fun. Yeah. Oh, I like and that. So, and it's a bit of mystery. You know, there's about keeping a bit of sort of fun in the relationship. I love that. I do too. And another great thing is if you're going to choose maybe um, um, a date night or, or even a day, like a day activity, one of the things I like to do is um, take three envelopes and put three different activities in it and actually think about, you know, things that you could fit into that day and uh, get them to choose which envelope. So uh, they don't know what they're getting, and they'll always wonder what's in the other two envelopes. <laughs> it's like, let's make a deal, you know? Yeah, I'm curtain number one. Yeah. Now, one of the things I know about Florida, because I grew up in Florida. You know, I I the folks, there. that's a Florida accent you're listening to, right? <laughs> yeah, clearly, right? Mm-hmm. So I grew up there, and I know there's so many activities to do. Um, you know, theater, comedy. And one of you were talking, you know, you played that comedy just now, and I was in fits because I love comedy and it was about dating and relationships and in fact I wrote a couple of them down I just thought that's a brilliant line like I met my wife on the internet right on eBay right (laughs) so um so one of the things that's great in a relationship is actually comedy. When you do something that's a bit exciting and a bit different, what it does is it gets um, certain things going in your body that gets a connection with them. And comedy is a really great one to do. So I know there's so much comedy going on in Tampa and around Florida. There's so many comedy events that you can go to. I mean, I, you know, over the years, you know, I go back to Florida a lot and I see lots of comedies or concerts or theater and again, maybe don't tell them um, what it's going to be, but just kind of give little hints around the place. You okay. know? And, you know, we have a, a national audience. We're here nationally. So wherever you are in, in, throughout the country, I'm sure there are uh, uh, comedy clubs or uh, certainly you could go to a funny movie, right? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen Joan Rivers before in Florida, you know, actually in Vegas, and I'm seeing Joan Rivers coming up again in London. I mean, I love her. I mean, you know, whatever it is that you guys like to do, um, put a little bit of spark in it. And if you book something in the future as well, uh, one of the things is um, your guess was we were, you were talking about conscious, being conscious mm-hmm. in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And when you put something into the future, something you look forward to, you step into that, into that future and actually start to get excited about something that's coming up. And perhaps many people um, don't have that in a relationship, something to look forward to. So I would definitely uh, look at that as a, as a fantastic uh, right. um, Great. Did. Okay, uh-huh. so create things for, you know, at once a month or, you know, that you can always be, always be looking forward to. Don't just do yeah. it once, do it consistently. And change up your activity. I know, you know, I have parents and, you know, I watch them. They, they tend to do the same activities every week. Change it up, guys. Do something that's a bit different. You know, I, you know, I don't want to do cliche with the whole golf, golf thing, but whatever it is you guys do um, on a regular basis, do something different. 
um, to change it up. So you're, it's, it's a different thing each week. So, you know, you haven't got um, that staid, boring activities that you know you've got to do. Yeah, that's definitely, that will definitely, you know, just bore you into, into a, a co- feeling comatose, I would think. Now, yeah. speaking of, of trying to have a little fun and, and laughing, that might be a little tough right now for some boomers who are under a lot of stress. Many boomers were hit really seriously in the stock market crash, so they have to work a lot longer than they'd expected. They lost a lot of their nest egg. Uh, Boomers are going through empty nest. uh, uh, So there's a number of things going on for us right now. Any thoughts on how to keep that romance alive and, and be able to laugh when you're in the midst of a very stressful situation? You know, oh, I lost all my money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard. And, you know, one of the things that is big is is for men, men are really defined about their work. They're defined by money. And um, so women need to really think about that, actually, and how they discuss things with men and, and actually have that possibly in the back of their mind that, you know, these men could be going through something um, which they're not used to seeing and being. So be supportive there. You know, if I use that in the, from that point of view. And... Um, and also this empty nest syndrome for women, you know, they'll start to possibly mother um, the husband more and possibly get on his nerves more. So <laughs> yeah, think about that. It's like, you know, you kind of you move it from one person to another. Right. And so if that person is, you know, is the guy in the house, um, one and, of the things and ladies, is... Ladies, if you find yourself cutting your husband's meat, you know you're yes. over the edge. Absolutely. And... Uh, one of the, you know, dates and, um, and activities don't have to be expensive. I mean, I know, I don't know what it's like in the States, but in the UK, we have museums and, and some, a lot of activities, especially in London, which are free. So I'm not sure what, you know, what that looks like in the States, if there's museums and things you can go to and things, you know, it doesn't have to be expensive. It's about using initiative and imagination rather than necessarily your wallet. Okay. One of the things that I love couples to do is to actually um, go out with friends once a week. Now, it could be daytime or evening. And um, when I mean friends, I mean separately. So the girls will go out with their friends and the guys will go out with their friends. So you come back after, A, having, you know, a fantastic evening, you've got something to talk about. Because obviously, if you're spending more time together, then you want to kind of break that up and... So going out with your friends creates conversation when you come back. It also gets the other partner thinking, oh, what are they up to? Where are they going? She looks pretty sexy. He looks pretty hot going out, right? So, um, so they're kind of going, oh, you know, you know, and so the man and the woman are thinking, oh, you know, I love my man more because if you're seeing him looking nice going out, you know, it's not jealousy, but there's a little bit of, um, um, it's about creating a bit of mystery. Do you have any thoughts for folks who find that a little threatening? I know there's a number of couples who want to do that, but their 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 spouse or their significant other is kind of threatened by that. Any thoughts on that? Well, you know what? This is about the strength of a relationship, and it's about trusting one another. You know, if you don't have that within a relationship, that's challenging. But you also need to let go and allow them to have their space. If you're living on top of each other and with each other permanently, you know, it's suffocating. And that's why I love it when you go out with friends and you start to feel alive and you feel that femininity, you feel sexy. And as a guy, you feel like one of the guys again and you feel a part of a relationship with your fellas. Um, I think it's great. And, um, you know, I definitely say, you know, allow it, allow it, look great. And at the end of the day, you're coming back to that person. You know, you're walking through that door um, and seeing your partner there at the end of the night and they get to um, appreciate 
if you would, if you will, um, what uh, what the other men or women have seen you look like during the night, and your partner gets to appreciate that. Right. So, Wonderful. Yeah. All right, Emma. How can we reach you? Across the I, um, yeah, of course. I have a website. It's www.emmaziff.com. Uh, uh, if you tweet, you can look me up. It's at Emma Ziff, and I'm on Facebook. And um, obviously, you can, you know, look me up on Google. I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. And, uh, <laughs> you, you know, I come to the normal. States a lot. Yeah, I come to the States a lot. I work here and in the UK and abroad, so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fantastic. I'm going to keep an eye out for you. That's going to hurt, but I'm going to do it. Because, uh, you know, I I can't wait to meet you in person. This will be wonderful. Oh, thanks, Terry. Well, Emma, now that you have helped us turn valentining into a year-long activity, the time has come for you to demonstrate your love for mindless minutiae of yesteryear. (laughs) It is time for the Boomer Trivia Contest. All right, and just for Britain's Queen of Love, today's Uh category is love songs that have anything remotely to do with England. (laughs) Okay? From from the 60s and 70s, though, which is a little before her time. She's not quite a boomer, but close. But here you go. You're going to be fine. And and Joe, uh, the announcer, our announcer and engineer, he's your phone-a-friend. So you just ask Uh Joe. Sarah, his wife, is here. They have the copy in front of them. So they can help you. I'm on the clearest phone imaginable, too. He he is. He's on the the mic phone. All right. Here's your first question. You ready? I am. Go for it. All right. I'm going to go for it. This 1977 hit for Carly Simon was written about what famous Ian Fleming character about whose lovemaking Carly apparently thinks very highly. Here it comes. Nobody does it better. All right, who is that Ian Fleming character she's talking about? Oh, my. You want, well. your, cho- you want your choices? Um, yeah, give me my choices. All I right. know Ian Fleming did James Bond. There you go. So, James you go. Bond, that was it, 007. That's I it. didn't know. You, now you know. There you go. Excellent. I love that song, too. Okay, here we go. Here's your next question. In the mid-60s, American teens experienced what was called the British Invasion through lots of love songs from the likes of the Trogs, the Dave Clark Five, and, of course, the Beatles, many of whom were first seen in the U.S. on whose primetime variety show of that era. Here's a hint. A TV studio in New York is named after him. David Letterman tapes his show there. Wow. All right. You want your choices? You want to phone a friend? Yes, go for it. Yep, no, give me my choices. I All right. I want to get this. Here's your choices. Ed Sullivan, yep. Topo G. Joe, The Three Stooges, or Tom Jones? Uh, Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. The Ed Sullivan Theater. Yeah. Very good. All right. cool. But Topo G. Joe was one of his characters. Eddie, okay. Topo G. Joe. Okay. Here's your next one. <laughs> I don't know. Just suddenly the spirit of Ed Sullivan took over my body. Okay. Here is your next question. Speaking of the British invasion, here's a love song by a a group who was part of it, part of the British invasion. And although they didn't become quite as popular as the Beatles, by the time the 70s disco era rolled around, they too became pretty famous. Name them. The Bee Gees. Yeah. Saturday Night Live and, does a great takeoff on the Bee Gees. Oh, oh, and the true. twins actually have, I believe, the same birthday as me. Obviously, one of them's passed now, unfortunately. But, yeah, they oh. have the same birthday as me. All right. Well, then you can take over. Okay. Right? And be, become a Bee Gees. <laughs> All right. Very good. All right. Here's your next question. What's the name of this song by British singer Lulu recorded for the movie of the same name? Here it comes. 
know what it is? Oh, Want to phone a friend? Um, let's phone a friend. Yeah, we need Joe. All right, Joe. Joe she yeah. needs a phone a friend. Okay. Sydney Poitier. It is. Sydney Poitier is in it. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna give you a couple of options here. But I think that you, I think that you'll be able to get it. Okay. You got a couple of different choices. Oh, actually, it said it in the song, though, didn't it, just now? <laughs> well, maybe. But... Okay, well, that's good. That was part of Phone a Friend. There you go. So what is it? It's a sir with love. Yes, very good. Well, I'm See? glad I could help. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that was the idea, to keep it going until you heard the song title. Okay, here we go. All right. Here is your next question. Here's a love song from a Brit who is best known for such hits as Downtown and Don't Sleep in the Subway. Who is it? All right. Who is she? Petula Clark. Petula Clark. Now, we here in America say Petula, but it's Petula. Petula Clark. Yes, that is her. Very good. All right. Very good. All right. Here's your last question. You got them all right. Cool. Did you ever expect that? You got them all right. No, so it's great. I all love it. It's all great right. fun. All right, here's your last question. This Brit is just as famous today as he was when he first hit the American scene in 1968. We would play one of his famous love songs, but that would be too easy. Besides, this one is about love, sort of. It's about our love of rock and roll. Here it is. Name him. So much fun. <laughs> oh, good. All right, now, while you're singing, who is it? It's Elton John. Elton John, absolutely. Keep that music going, Joe. <laughs> Emma, you certainly know your Brits. You have done it. Congratulations. You have earned the utterly meaningless title of expert in all things trivial, the British Invasion Edition. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Terry. That's great. <laughs> Emma Ziff is an intimacy expert, British radio and TV personality, and promoter of greater honesty and communication as the best way to keep the romance in your relationship. And having fun, right, Emma? Absolutely. Absolutely. It has been a yep. pleasure talking and playing with you, Emma. Thank you so much. And you, Terry. And I look forward to meeting you one day soon. Same here. Folks, Lots we'll of be- love to you. Thank you.